0: everyone and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. So today I have two great questions. One is about what do you do when you have an overly sensitive child? And I'll answer that one first. How do you help your kids bond with pets? What do you do when your toddler is being mean to the pets? So the first question comes from Alexandra. Hey Erin, I'm at my wits end with my three year old, so I'm really hoping you can give me some ideas to help us both out. She seems to be highly sensitive and gets herself worked up and will cry and scream and carry on for close to an hour. Yesterday, she fell off her scooter and got a small scrape on her knee. She lost it. She cried saying she will never be able to play again, that it hurts so bad and basically sitting around feeling sorry for herself. We try to point out that she was having fun, and sometimes when we're doing fun things, we get hurt, but it's okay. We say that scrapes and bruises are just signs of all the fun we had. It doesn't seem to matter if I respond with empathy and give her hugs and kisses, telling her it'll be okay, or if I respond with a quick, oh, you got a scrape, that's okay, it will heal soon. Her response is the same either way. She can carry on for 30 to 40 minutes, and sometimes it will start all over again, later in the day if she sees the scrape again. She has always been like this for small injuries even as an infant. For her two-month vaccines, she screamed and was inconsolable for a solid 30 minutes. I ended up having to carry her out of the doctor's office screaming and sat in the car with her for another 15 minutes before she would calm down enough to get in her car seat. However, this reaction is spilling over to other events. For example, today her sister, nine months, tried to grab her water bottle. My three-year-old responded with, hey, that's my water bottle, and then hit her in the head with it, hard. Of course, the baby started crying. I immediately comforted the baby. Then when she was calm, I asked my three-year-old to come sit with me so we could talk. She immediately burst into tears, saying she just wants to play and she doesn't want to talk. I had her come sit with me and told her to let me know when she was ready to talk. After about five minutes, she quieted down and said she was ready. I coached her asking questions. Why do you think I want to talk to you? Is it ever okay to hit someone? Does it feel good to be hit? What could you have done instead? She answered them all appropriately because I hit sissy with my water bottle. No, it's not okay. Hitting hurts. I could have moved my water bottle away from her. After we talked, she immediately burst into tears again because her nose was snotty from crying. I asked her to grab a tissue and she yelled, no, you do it. I explained that I would be more than happy to help her wipe her nose, but I needed her to help by going inside to get a tissue. She then went in and got a tissue, came out, threw it at me, and said, do it. I calmly told her, I will help you, but I need you to speak to me kindly. You could say, would you wipe my nose, please? This set her off. I honestly don't know what exactly she was claiming to be upset about at that point, but she just kept going. She cried and carried on for almost an hour. I sat with her and asked her to take some deep breaths with me. I offered her a quiet place to sit and look at books. I offered her a stuffed animal to squeeze. She kept telling me that she just can't calm down. I know getting worked up is normal for kids, but this is a daily occurrence. It takes hours away from our days. Many times she's very agreeable and can handle different situations, but at least once a day it ends like this. Is this normal? Is there something else I should be doing to help her? I've implemented a calm down basket that she can grab with things like books, quiet toys, a stuffed animal, when she's feeling like she can't calm down, but almost no tricks I've come up with make a difference. I'm hoping you have some great ideas. Thank you for all your work to provide families with a great resource. I appreciate all the classes and podcasts, and I've listened to them over the past four years. For Alexandra, I let her know that because she is a member, I went ahead and answered her question right away that she's handling her outbursts very well. So the work that she's doing with her daughter, being respectful, expecting and teaching her to do the same, setting these boundaries around the behavior, not making a big deal, and actually doing a really good job of minimizing the attention for the minor cuts, scrapes, and injuries, these are important to keep up just what she's doing to help her learn to recognize and work through the emotions. The only thing that I would add is to label the emotion for her. I can see that you're feeling angry, hurt, or frustrated about it, but you need to speak to me kindly. So yes, little kids do have big emotions and big reactions sometimes, but I do agree that these sound a bit extreme. And I'm thinking a place to start is to make sure that physically everything is normal before digging deeper into the behavioral reasons. So I asked her some questions. How is her daughter's sleep? Not just the hours of sleep, but the quality of sleep. Does she seem to toss and turn a lot? Are the covers all over the place in the morning? make sure she's not just getting enough hours but good quality sleep too. So I've heard of these stories with kids having these kinds of meltdowns and it turns out they have sleep apnea or some other sleep disturbance or issue and they just aren't getting good quality sleep and this can really affect how well they can handle their emotions during the day. Once they get treatment, their adenoids taken out or some other type of treatment for their sleep issue, it's like night and day. The child's behavior turns around a 180. So then I also asked about nutrition. Does she eat relatively healthy foods overall? Not perfect, that's, nece- that's not necessary, but just most meals and snacks most days. Are there fruits and vegetables and is she eating a balanced diet with some proteins to balance those blood sugars and keep them even and keep them from spiking and dropping? If she sleeps relatively well and is getting the 12 to 13 hours of quality sleep in a 24 hour period, Then I recommended that she have some blood work done. Um, Hypoglycemia came to mind immediately, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not sure if there's other things that they would wanna test for that could be contributing factors. There could be some thyroid issues, I don't know, but tell the doctor about all of this and have them decide what test they might wanna run on this. If you rule everything physical out, then you can start looking into the behavioral reasons and the ways to really dig into that. There are children who are very intense and emotional and there are tools and things for working with that. A lot of it she's already doing, so even so, this will help her anyway. It's setting a really good foundation and that will need to be done anyway in addition to some other tools in working with her daughter to learn to work with her emotions and pull them back and share them in a more moderate way. But I don't want to have her start going down that road of working on the behavioral issues or assuming there's a behavioral concern when it could be a physical issue. And that's really the place to start here. Because if that's the issue and you get it fixed and it turns it around or gets it to a much better place, then there's no need to really do more behaviorally than is already being done. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Visit homethreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order. Because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. And the next question is from Katie about her daughter, who is tending to be a little bit aggressive with their family dog. And Katie writes, since my daughter turned two, she's almost two and a half, she has been mean to our dog. She gets upset if the dog looks at her or if the dog is near her. The dog gets excited when she comes into a room and will sniff her, but otherwise leaves her alone and never touches her toys. My daughter will yell at the dog and try to hit and kick the dog. Every time she tries to hit or kick, I say, I will not let you hit the dog, and calmly hold down her hand. We talk about how the dog isn't able to speak, so she sniffs and licks to communicate. We talk about how the dog is part of our family and we love the dog. I'm just not sure how else to handle her behavior and general dislike and meanness toward the dog. Any advice would be appreciated." Now, this is a great question. This is one that hasn't been brought up before because of course our pets are family, but they also pose unique challenges when it comes to toddlers because our young ones don't understand empathy yet. They can sometimes get rough just out of curiosity. Sometimes they'll grab fur and they'll pull and they'll squeal because they're excited about the dog, but they don't realize it hurts. Or in cases like Katie's daughter, they're trying to keep the dog away and with their language skills just beginning to come on board, the kicking and the hitting are not uncommon. It's not okay. But this is their go-to. This is how they react with pets or sometimes even with other kids. So she's seeing the dog as a threat to her personal space. And so this is her way of communicating. At the same time, you want to both protect your family pet, but also teach your toddler proper ways to communicate with the dog and hopefully even bond. So first off, what Katie is doing is excellent setting boundaries around the way we treat our pets but what I would like to see is changing the language to something positive because kids three and a half and under the don't or stop language or or not is a negative and so a lot of times all they hear is the opposite of that so I will not let you hit the dog becomes all she hears is hit the dog she translates the hit the dog but not the not part of it so We need to be gentle with the dog. We touch the dog gently. Um, Those types of things. Put it in a positive what you want her to do instead of saying what you don't want her to do because sometimes they have trouble with that language and so it's not really getting fully through. So here are some other ideas to help your toddler with better behavior and also with bonding with the dog. So you can snuggle with your dog and pet him or her and invite your daughter to join you. And this will help build a connection during a time when she isn't feeling threatened about the dog, whether it's entering her play space or whenever it is that she's feeling some sort of threat. So she will likely be much more receptive. She can feel how soft the dog is. You can talk about that together. You can work with her on the petting, the snuggling or the hugging with the pet, whatever she's. Willing to do or wanting to do and the pet will tolerate you can take your toddler and your dog to the pet store together and have your toddler help the dog pick out a new toy this could be a really exciting and fun little adventure have your daughter hold certain toys hold it out for the dog and have your daughter decide which one she feels like the dog is most excited about getting and then get that toy as a present from your daughter you want to give positive feedback for positive interaction. So when she's gentle, notice. And you can say something like, You're petting the dog so gently. See how much she likes that? She's wagging her tail. You want to encourage positive interaction, so allow your daughter to give the dog a treat if you do that once or twice a day, and then give positive feedback for that. You gave her a treat. See how much she loves them. Do you think she loves those as much as you love strawberries or whatever food it is that she really likes? You're making a connection. You're creating a bond through creating an understanding that the dog has feelings just like ours. Dogs like nice touches, kind words, and good food. At her young age, it is okay to have the dog safely away during your daughter's playtime or whatever it is or during the times that are triggering her to get stressed or feel like her personal space is being imposed upon. This gives her the space to play and not worry about the dog stepping on her stuffed animals or knocking over a block tower. Even though the dog has never done it, it doesn't mean your daughter's not concerned over it. You can watch some movies or shows about pets. One that comes to mind is Blue's Clues. That could be a good one to start with. Now, if you're trying to minimize screen time, I understand at these young ages. I know I did that too. But watching a show with a dog or a show about pets a few times a week, especially an educational one like Blue's Clues, could be very helpful in forwarding this cause. So that's just another idea. And then lastly, reading some books about dogs or pets in general. So, here are some ideas to get you started. The Carl books are adorable. C A R L, Carl, the dog. There's very few words in these. They're paintings put into a book, but you can describe what's happening in the scene and then you read the few words that are in it. But these are so cute. Carl babysits the daughter and takes her out on fun adventures. So there's books like You're a Good Dog, Carl, Carl Goes Shopping, Carl and the Masquerade Ball, I believe. There's a couple more. My kids love these and so did I. And you just talk about what Carl's doing with the child through each page of the book. And he takes her to the park. Um, actually, I think that's another one. Carl Goes to the Park or something like that. Um, or Carl's Day at the Park. Really, really cute books. Um, And I actually, when I read these books, I wanted a Carl. I still do. He's a Rottweiler, and he's just so precious. Um, Snuggle Puppy by Sandra Boynton, and there's a National Geographic Kids book about dogs, and I'm sure there are tons and tons of other books, so you can start reading about dogs and helping her connect with dogs in that way. If you have any questions about child development, sleep, bedtimes, behavior, aggression, there are classes, 50 plus classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com under four different categories. Our positive discipline classes, health and development section which is covers sleep and health and nutrition, self-esteem, lots of different other areas, our education section about choosing a preschool, homework as well as the modern parenting covers lots of issues that us modern parents face today including the latest class which is Still one of my favorites, Raising Responsible Kids, because that is the realm that I'm in right now, is really working with my kids to take on more responsibilities. That's a great class. You can find those at yourvillageonline.com. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.